Hey, it's Proudly Resents Adam Spiegelman here for a special bonus episode of Fantastic What? I try to keep all the episodes tight under an hour. If I can, close to a half hour is ideal. So I had some interviews that went long, so I tried to pull out stuff that didn't have to do with that interview, but I still like it, so putting it together in a little hodgepodge, a little Succotash shout-out, if you will. Great podcast called Succotash. There's your shout-out. Uh, here it is. We got Orlando Jones. A bit I cut out from the Orlando Jones interview. I got a bit from the last interview I did with Jeremy Scalar, who talked about how he went from being an intern to a movie director. Check that episode out. It's a couple episodes ago. And before that, Andre Duboucher from Conan, Adam Felber from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and I do a comedy bit called Ain't Everything Cool. Yes. We did it live and the recording did not go through the board, it went through the external mics. So it sounds like we recorded it with external mics from the recorder. But you can still hear it, it's funny. Fast forward through it, who cares? But first, more nonsense from Nico and I on Proudly Resents. Enjoy it. Hey, Proudly Resents, this is Phil Haldeman from The Room. I played a strange young man named Denny. Oh, hi. The movie looks like a lot like a Broadway show version of Batman, like the Spider-Man musical must have looked like. Oh, have you seen that? No, I was in New York. I, I have seen it. it. You have? I have seen it. Tell me. That's shit. Well, <laughs> what are the highlights um, of the lowlights? Well, the highlight was the acrobat, the acrobatics. Well, they've got six different Spider-Men, so it looks like he's swinging from bit to bit. Unfortunately, I was um, Drunk. in the box. Well, not... <laughs> yes, of course. I was in the box area, because I don't want to sit with plebs. So I was leaning on the thing, and unfortunately, the Spider-Man that we had came flying past us, but I was at crotch level. So I just got a massive sort of, you know, crotch in my face every 20 minutes. You got a lot of web in your face, are you trying to say? You had to make it dirty. I had to make it dirty. Um, I was being factual. Let's talk about the the writer, Akiva Goldsman, well-known Hollywood writer. He's written great things like Matt LeBlanc's Lost in in Space movie. Nice. The terribly unfunny Starcy and Hutch movie. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I Am Legend. The Brad Pitt one. The Cure. Je suis un l'argent. The Losers. Fair Game. Not the fair game you're thinking of, but the other fair game. You don't even know the fair game I'm thinking of. You're thinking of the one with um, the the model and the bald one. No. Girly bald one. No. Thinking of a Scottish television show. Take that perception. I just blew your mind. Whoa. Uh, Paranormal <laughs> 2, 3, and 4, which is weird because I just assumed, because those are all real events. I don't know what he wrote. Um, <laughs> the greatest documentary filmmaker of our time. Yes. Oh, he's re- he's producing. Uh, oh, these are films that he produced. Sorry, let's find films that he wrote. Come on, IMDb. Yeah, God. Well, you're he's- so bad, and you shat your researches. Yeah. You're so lazy. But <laughs> uh, well, if it's not Demons, there, you the can't find to the it. other one, the Da Vinci Code, which in Jersey we <laughs> call Da Da Vinci Code. Uh, okay. Cinderella Man, I Robot, Beautiful Mind, Practical Magic, Lost in Space, Batman and Robin, Time to Kill. Batman Forever, The Client, and a bunch of episodes of Fringe. But he's so his career kind of hit Batman and Robin and then went down. 
You can see it on well, a graph. Well, Da Vinci Code. I mean, I, I think if you just go for... I think he's, he's known for just doing, like, Hollywood A, B, and C, and D. You know, like, I think he just takes studio notes. That's what he does. Because this movie is all... It's just he <laughs> transcribed what people told him to do. That's what this whole film yeah. is. Big pile of shit. <sighs> That's it. <laughs> Charming. Did you hear that? Yes, of course we heard it. The whole world heard it. You heard my burp. Yes. <laughs> what, what else did you do? I put on mute. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> You're a genius. A techno genius. You heard that tapping, right? Of course I hear the tapping, because I have ears. But how did I not go on mute? Because <laughs> you can't work technology. All right, this is a total failure. <laughs> this is the first time. Uh, <laughs> nice knowing you. <laughs> Apparently I do this for a living. I can't see it. How did you ever get a job? Neither can anyone else. That's why I'm I don't them. believe you do work on the Arsenio Hall show. I think you just say that. Oh, by the way, the Arsenio Hall show cancelled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, another one to add to your repertoire. Thank you for that. What's next? Which which show are you going on to do next? Oh, what show am I going to ruin next? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll let you know. I did a couple of days on a show called Dish Nation. Thank you. You never heard of that? No. No. And uh, I don't know what... I like next... At Midnight. What's that? At Midnight. I know, you love that show. I like that show. It's fun. It's all about tweets. I heard. What about you this know? show? I love this show. Hey. <laughs> you found the right button. Yes. And uh, it's we also have a website. It's also a website with the rare.yes website. Uh, we're going to do a quick episode of it right now. Let's bring up our moderator, Mr. Adam Spiegelman. He's the producer of this show. Uh, let me get the script. Yeah. Uh, we, we need to warn you in advance that uh, we are very choosy about what movies we like. That's right. And uh, so if you, if you were here for a... Uh, you stand in the middle of the moderator. Or for a love fest, you, you, you might want to go somewhere else. Yeah, we're very, 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 uh, oh, if you know what's funny, I just noticed, I highlighted all of our parts, but with the light, the lighting the way it is, it's, that becomes irrelevant. It's very hard to see. It's going to be very rough. Hey, you know what, it's the first show, we, we're all new to this space. We don't even know the beats. Uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> we don't know the beats. Alright, so, alright, so this is just a, pretend this is just a podcast, and, uh, 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 we're going to review some. Uh, we're going to preview slash review summer movies. Welcome to the summer blockbuster episode of Ain't Everything Cool Yet with Carl Management and Hank Maynard. I'm your moderator, Adam Spiegel. Such ridiculous name, totally absurd. All right, you guys ready to discuss this summer's big movie? Does a bear shit? I think you missed part of that phrase. Oh, sorry. Does a bear shit a lot? Yes. 
Correct. Well, the in that time. Colleagues, we are indeed ready. All right, great. We have seen the best screens of every big summer blockbuster movie, and we're prepared to offer our brutally honest, scathing opinions. Uh, that's right. These reviews are not for the for the faint of heart. We are unsparing in our honesty. Hey, hey! Yes, God! Can you spare some honesty? Nope, I used it all right in these movie reviews. All right, okay, guys. Let's start the review. Start with the movies. We got a big one coming out this weekend. And that, of course, is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Everybody's favorite wise-cracking spandex-wearing, gun-shooting, goo-shooting web-slinger is back, and once again, he is playing Spider-Man. In this movie, Spider-Man faces off against not one, not two, but six enemies. Electro, the Rhino, Raccoono, Sneezo, Vagino, and Barry the Ambivalent Cheeseburger. That guy's not sure how he feels about being a cheeseburger. And let's, let's not forget that Emma Stone is in this movie. She's a stone-cold fox. She gets my stole by Cold Stone Creamery going. Emma Stone, more like, ah, my stone! In conclusion, we give The Amazing Spider-Man 2 our highest rating. No, what's that? It's the, the highest possible rating we offer. He's right, we do not offer a higher rating than that one. Okay, great. Let's go to the next movie, and that would be uh, Godzilla. Oh, Godzilla! More like Godzillions, because that is how much money this radical reptilian reboot is going to make. Everyone's favorite amphibious monster is back to kick some amphibious and give his imitators a massive Pacific Rim job. A huge monster is coming, is what they'll say about Leonardo DiCaprio's penis when he sees this movie. And Edward James Olmos is fantastic as Godzilla's back. Go see a good Jira. <laughs> All right, okay, good, so we're two for two. You know, like eight for eight, we're gonna close up both four-star movies yeah. so far. Good man. Okay, uh, what do you want to talk about now? Knock, knock. Who's there? Transformers 4. Transformers 4 who? Transformers for everybody. Michael Bay is back. He puts the O in explosion. He puts the O in kaboom. And he puts the O, O, O in slow mo boobs. He's the Alpha Einstein of action team. Except his theory is just E equals MC. Or just, just E equals MC. Where's the square? Where's the number, where, where the number two go? Where the number two goes, Pete? I don't know, where the number two go? The two is gone because Michael Bay's action scenes make you lose your shits. Bye bye, number two. Alright, great. Now, one of the newest X Men movies is called Days of Future Past. X Men Days of Future Past? More like Days of Future Blast, which is what you'll be having as you thrill to two complete sets of X Men. Plus, Jennifer Lawrence repeats her bonerific performance as Mystique, showing she's still got the ability to shape shift our pants. The only downside is that we don't get to meet Hollywood's real X Men, Bruce Jenner. With director Brian Singer, the comic book community finally has their Woody out. Brian Singer has a mutant power. And his power is making superhero movies so good, they negate our concern for the victims of sex abuse. <laughs> hey, what did the mountain climber say to Ed when Ed asked how to climb down? Alleged, Ed. That's right. Those accusations are just alleged. Lawsuit <laughs> avoided. <laughs> okay, well now let's do a little speed around here. Let's get with a few quick ones. Uh, how to train your dragon to? How to train your dragon to what? That's the whole point of the title. Turns out it's a mystery movie. At the end of the movie, you find out that spoiler alert. They're just training the dragons to make pancakes. And spoilers. <laughs> all right. Uh, what about the Expendables three? If I were to try to name all the awesome old action stars in this movie before I finish, several of them would be dead. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, and Jet Li square off in a no accents bar grunt match. <laughs> Of who can be the least intelligible, and the winner is... Spoiler alert! All of us. And spoilers. Alright, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. At first I thought this movie was just about her secretary, Dawn. She got hit in the head by a big bag of ugly. <laughs> Alright, uh, Mal... 
It's Maleficent. Maleficent. <laughs> and no, this is not a movie about Mike Tyson trying to say the word magnificent. <laughs> it's the story of Sleeping Beauty from the villain's POV. She might have had a double mastectomy, but Angelina Jolie serves up two giant D-cups stuffed with talent and va-va-boo. No tits, no problem for this red-hot, vinyl-clad villainess will soon be able to stuff her brow with golden globes for her incredible performance. And she may be only 16, but Elle Fanning is appropriately named because one look at that elf and you'll be fanning your lap. By fanning your lap, we mean stroking your penis until... <laughs> Spoiler alert! Just comes out. This has been Adam speaking with Carl Mandarin and Hank Maynard with another episode of Ain't Everything Cool Dot Yet. Ain't Everything Is Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you. Uh, hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, Proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam's Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't test on hospitality. Oh, I want you have a story you wanted to tell. Go ahead and smoke that, and we'll start when you're done. This is, uh, go ahead and smoke that. It's the new name of the podcast. Yeah. Sorry, I know you're a, you're a father and a, and, a, and a decent man dealing with my uh, stoned uh, <laughs> bachelorhood. I just know my daughter's never going to date you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, great. So Deal. <laughs> uh, Adam Spiegelman here with Jeremy Scalar, who will never date my daughter. Uh, Hello. <laughs> this is a medically grade show. So, is this is this edited? Do you edit this or no? You just kind of let it roll. I'll probably edit it. Yeah. No, you're okay. <laughs> I'm hopefully, edit if it's worth my time. Uh, oh yeah. So, what were we saying? Go ahead. So, uh, Jeremy Sklar will start a third time. Writer, director, producer. We worked together at Totally Biased on FXX. You worked right. on films and TV. But we, your story is you went from a, a PA to a director in one movie. And and just a backstory, right? Everybody wants to be a PA. And you, we, we ever wants to be a director or producer. <laughs> like, and you really? start out as a PA. No, right. no one wants to be a PA. <laughs> it is the funnest job in the world. Because it's like a scavenger hunt every day. And you move up. And you find your, your way. Who's running the scavenger hunt. Who's that? Know? It depends who's running the scavenger hunt, but it can be fun. Yeah, right. Right, right. But you usually end up uh, in production management because that's where you started. Right? Isn't that... If you're... You usually... You're a, produ- you're a PA and you work for production coordinator directly. Right. So usually go in that True. field. Yeah. And that's like organization. It's a production manager, production coordinator, um, line producer, Is producer. it... You know what? Look, is it that way? I mean, because I mean, I've been in the film world mostly like as in terms of like working professionally and 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 maybe i think a pa is honestly like it doesn't matter what you want to do like you you could go anywhere i think more in independent film land from there that's just well you're that's story. just who's asked who, who's department you know what department heads ask you want to cuddle yes. up to my problem was i didn't want to do any of those jobs i got in there and i was working audio because it was a low budget film and i was holding the boom mic and I turned to the mixer and I said, what time are we done here? Because I've got an improv show to do. And he goes, what the, what the fuck you mean? What time are we done here? We're done when we're done. What kind of asshole? Is this your first day? Yes. <laughs> 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 it is, it is where, where was that? 
Where was that? What it was, was in that? New York. It was on uh, an after-school special that I worked on <laughs> called um, Daddy's Girl. And uh, that was my first job, unpaid job. It's funny. We shot all around Brooklyn. Oh, we took a break so Jeremy can yeah. get some ice. All right, I'm back. Yeah. All right, so we're just talking about the film and... Yeah. You think star stars live in a weird world? Try dealing with like a D-list star as you have, as you, you know, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's different. It's some sort of weird, they're both, they want the special treatment, but they really, um, Oh, they just got massive chips on their shoulders. They just got massive, massive, massive chips on their shoulders. Because think of a, like a huge star, let's say like Billy Bob Thornton. Like that guy now, you know, chew into the mic if you can chew. Um, <laughs> Billy Bob. Um, oh, are you saying something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. It drives me crazy. He, um, he's a big enough star that he doesn't, if he, he doesn't have to throw a fit like that. You know what I mean? Like maybe somebody, and he's like the biggest star I can think of right now. My, Tom Cruise. Oh, what what about what's his name yelling at the uh, with the famous Christian, Bale? Christian Bale? Like that whole thing, you think that's pretty legit? Because the guy was walking in his eye line, acting like this person isn't really not realizing that he has a hard job trying to concentrate. Was he? Was Christian Bale yelling at the uh, cinematographer? Or was no, he yelling was like at a grip. grip or somebody? Who is walking in his island, which sounds like don't look him in the eye, but the guy is working. No, he's working. Look, that makes that makes sense. I don't know why you should. Eat. I don't know it's okay for yell. him to get mad. There's just levels of mad. That's all. Right. <laughs> somebody who's not a douche to begin with would find another way, or someone who's passive aggressive. Yeah, but you can get mad. You're. It's okay to go like, hey man, you're in my eyeline, and I'm, you know, and then you walk away, you walk it off, and you get mad, but. Yeah, he he didn't oh. catch himself. He Bale yeah. just kept right, going. Bale kept it, you know? yelling, or Bale and then he could, apologized later. Or he could have gone and keyed somebody's the guy's car later, or you know what I mean? Right, right. He did the, I think the appropriate crazy thing to do, uh-huh. which is just to yell at the guy because he's mad at him instead of holding it in. And oh, I agree. Reshoot and destroying his car. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's a third. You agree? Better you way you to have do, look that happened. A better way to do it, but yeah. What's the third way? But not be a crazy person about it, <laughs> or be, quietly get him fired. I, you know, that's another. Zarmer. Yeah. Well, I think it's better to just if you're mad on a set and something pisses you off, just have it out and then go. All right, it's gone. Well, you got to realize it's a pressure cooker. Yeah. You got 18 days or now 12 days to shoot all this shit, and it's going to be over. There's an end in sight, and you guys are just way too much time together. So, but I want to talk real quick about your new movie. Oh. You write a movie about a plane that disappears. Oh, thanks. You get yeah. financing, and then a plane disappears in real life. Oh yeah, that was that's weird. Yeah, that was creepy. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get this movie made right now called Air Disturbance that keeps almost happening and not happening, and then it's hap- You know, the 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 saga of the whatever struggling filmmaker guy. But anyway, so this movie is, has supernatural. Uh, stuff going on inside of a plane that's very mysterious where the whole the plane crashes but nobody can find where any of the the passengers went and it's kind of a found footagey sort of movie and the movie was in pre-production and we we're just starting to get some financing in when this whole Malaysian airplane thing happened and it was it was very freaky. People were like, "Oh, you got to post your movie now. You could you could really capitalize on that." You capitalized on all. And I things. just was like, I did. I, I admit, I actually did put 
the trailer, I made a little kind of demo trailer for it, and I put it up, but I actually put it up with like a, you know, I guess I had my cake and eat it too. I put it up with a disclaimer. It was like, you know, this makes me feel icky <laughs> posting this right now, but I'm in show business, so I'm icky. <laughs> That's the, the thing we straddle, being, feeling icky and being icky. Yeah. Yeah, and doing it anyway. You know, it's fun to play in the dirt, I guess, sometimes. And, uh, but the movie isn't financial... Someone owned. It, it's not happening at the moment. Looking for financing, All right, so, but it has nothing know. to do with Malaysia. Has Malay. nothing to do with the Malaysian. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like. I'm sure that's happening. I can guarantee you, we'll see a Malaysian movie by next year. Well, you know, I, it's funny. I interviewed the guy who he made the last movie with uh, Anna Nicole Smith, and and he tried to really, you know, he, to get released and everything. And everyone kind of said, "How dare you do this." you know trying to make money off of her but he wasn't he was just releasing his movie oh and and, uh, and i'm sure there's like you said a little bit of ickiness that he knew he was doing but he also was he had a movie he was releasing it. she died what is he gonna do so but but you but you can make a movie about 9-11 or you can't i'm trying to find a better example that you know like sometimes it's okay to put out a movie when the star dies it's not it's just perception <coughs> oh yeah batman um he ledger dies. Yeah, I mean, there is a, there is a kind of a, yeah. When an artist dies, what happens to their work? I mean, when a painter's you know work dies, suddenly there's a, you know, movie. yeah. It wasn't like uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah, right. I mean, he didn't get killed out. on the movie. Yeah, what do you think about it? like Crow or what's that movie? The Crow, Crow. right? Yeah, the that guy. was crazy. And then they released the movie with little you know stitched together kind of moments and. Because they have to put out the movie. They got to, yeah, there's financial responsibilities. You got to, the show must go on. What was, um, this other movie where somebody died recently and it was, yeah, I mean, oh, I know what I was going to say. What do you think about this? Just, there was a, a friend of mine, comedian, a friend of mine, whose name I will not say, but like posted something the other day about the shootings uh, recently. There's these, you know, USC, uh, uh, US, uh, US, UCSB, US, right? USSB, yeah. So it's terrible. And he said, um, the UCSB shootings reminds me exactly of what I said after the Aurora shootings. Here's a clip of me doing my bit. And I wrote it back in the comments section. There was like, you know, there was like 30 likes, 40 likes. To, you know, and I wrote, and, and there was no comments though. And I wrote in the comments section, basically, shame on you. What's the matter with you? <laughs> like, well, am I wrong? Am I, I don't wrong? know. I don't know what he said, but was he saying? It's not even about the content. It's not even no, about the content. If he had said, or not, I don't care about the no, content. No, no, no. Right, let's fine. just say he said after the shooting, we have to stop this. We have right. to be better people. And then he's like, you know, we have to do something in the NRA. We have to do something. I and guess, you know what's weird? I didn't. I mean, you can call me on this. I actually didn't even look at the content of, of like the thing he posted. Yeah. I just was like... You felt icky about it. I just was like, why... I, mean, well, I felt, yes, like me putting my own trailer. Yeah, yeah. While the, like, well, that's wrong. I, that's a wrong thing. No, I, I, wrong. I shouldn't... There's a better way of doing quite it. Quite honestly, with that with that Air Disturbance trailer, yeah. I had to do it over again. Wouldn't have done that. That's stupid. Did you get any pushback? Anybody? No, I didn't actually, but... Maybe because I prefaced it with like, all right, I get it. It's also this kind is... of far removed. Like a plane from a country we don't live in that's far away from us disappeared. Well, I guess so. Here, and we live, you know, two hours away from where the shootings are. Yeah, and yeah. We're, and, uh, I almost we're went there too, just like 
you know, around that time, I was going to do like a little trip. I'll go hang out in Santa Barbara for an afternoon. All right. Well, yeah. So you now we're waiting to see when this movie is tied up with this bullshit. It sounds like. Oh yeah, air disturbance. You mean? Yeah. It has distribution or a sales company lined up with it. It already made some so pre-sales, but way. I have I have no financing. But you wrote the movie and you knew. Did you write to the air sales? disturbance? Did you write air to like the found footage makes it looks it makes the budget lower. It's in one location. It's absolutely boobs will somehow appear guns will somehow appear yeah actually yeah yeah guns i don't know about but yes action, action. and violence and, and even a sexy scene in there and yeah you have to um you know it's just very difficult to make i also have i'm an indie guy i'm a, like i yes i have my my independent like kind of art film comedy dramas that i like to write and that's kind of what i want to get back to and doing but it's just really hard to make a living and get those to cut through and get a sale on I them. I think it makes They're, sense if you know how to sell a movie and make it, you know, and do that. I think yeah, it's an artist. It's an artist and commerce thing. That's that's you know that's that's what it is. You look at the movie. Anybody trying to it. hang on to who you are and express what you want to express, but but the medium of horror and thriller is great for doing that. I find because you get to sort of sneak in a lot of like social political what's the social there, political you know? thing in this in freerunner yeah. no well in freerunner honestly yeah. i could tell you about it in freerunner and and the billionaire made me cut it out uh-huh he cut out all the jokes about knock it was it was about it's class war basically these kind of street urchins being taken advantage of by a middle level guy who's taken advantage of by a fucking billionaire guy they're all playing with with the the, and the billionaire class. made you take it out yeah <laughs> right yeah no shit uh, also, and what about air disturbance? Is there a political thing? Oh, air disturbance is very much about us as a country kind of imploding post nine eleven. Uh-huh. I mean, that's kind of the sort of where that's comes from, and it's very much a twilight zoney sort of cross section of America on this airplane, you know, yeah, with all their preconceived notions of one another and prejudices and oh, that's and, cool. And and is something supernatural going on or or not? Yeah. And is it is you know so that's kind of yeah I like that I like John Carpenter used to make great sort of both scary and funny sort of horror and social political horror movies and Joe Dante too so I want to jump in real quick and let you know that you can be found at proudly resents on Twitter reach Adam at mac.com go to proudlyresents.com to sign up for our mailing list and read some articles. There's 130 episodes, including one I really like called It's a Wonderful Lemley. Interview the guy from Lemley Theaters. His family history in film distribution is revolutionary and important. And uh, he talks about Tommy Wiseau because he's the one that put the view, the view, the room. He's the one who put the room at sunset Lemley at midnight. So give him a lot of credit for that. Another interview I did with Michael... C. Williams from the Blair Witch Project. He talks about doing Blair Witch and what he's doing now, and he's a cool guy. It's pretty interesting. I saw my friend Alan Steele the other night. It was cool to catch up with him. I did not know he listened to the show. It was good to get some feedback. So if you have any feedback, get to me. I'll listen. I'm in. All right. Hope you like this episode. I'll probably have another one of these Psychotash-style episodes coming up this summer and a couple other bonus stuff. All right. KYTI, people. I've interviewed you on a couple of times years ago. Yes. 
It was a long Dude, time ago. Crazy. It was like another world, right? Honestly, I couldn't place you when I saw you. I was like, uh-huh. we've met before. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. That was for the talk show and then the cop show you did. Exactly. Yeah. For the talk show. Right. That wasn't your goal. That Was was that a sideline? Was that just something interesting? It, it was completely... It was an agent's pitch. Uh-huh. It was... I, I, I'd finished doing a movie. I, I can't remember if it was Drumline or Biker Boys. I think it was Drumline or something. And, you know, we were just looking at how the movie business was changing so so quickly. Um, so let's talk about Tainted Love. You're, go. Yeah, you were able to produce that on your own? Is that, yeah, man. That's your idea? And- that was my baby. It was my idea, but it's very much the brainchild of three people, um, of which I'm one. Uh, my partner, Noam Drami, and uh, Never Abiyu Abiyan. Never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Noam actually uh, co-wrote A Dolphin's Tale. Yeah. Um, and uh, that crazy man. And then uh, Abiyu Abiyan uh, actually was is an editor who uh, Gary Fleeter had recommended to me. And um, he's just an incredible storyteller. He did cut Never Say Never and cut uh you know i think the Katy perry movie is one of those people that you you know you give footage to and he comes back with the movie mm-hmm. um and and sometimes in ways and in places that you didn't think there was something there he is just a a real storyteller and a graduate of usc film school and so the three of us got together and said we wanted to make a comic book and we're all comic book nerds and we thought let's not draw it on paper you know because that didn't really make any sense anymore because everyone says the print business is dead and mm-hmm. we all love the print business so <laughs> so fuck those people <laughs> but still we should probably make this for digital and what would that look like and how would it feel 2d but b3d and you know all the questions that come to mind and tainted love is the product of that that effort uh, our, our sort of you know, love story to the world of fandom and in many ways to our love of things that we've always been made fun of about. So we call it Tainted Love because we were the, you know, I was a Mad Magazine fan. That's why I did Mad TV. (laughs) It's a simple road with me. I'm not a complicated (laughs) dude, okay? See ice cream? Eat ice cream. Huh, you, 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 really, this is, this is monkey ball, monkey ass, what you call it? This is delicious, see? <laughs> it's all monkey, it goes right back to monkey ball ice cream. Monkey ball, monkey ball ice cream, it all comes back there. So, you know, w- with that, I think I approached it that way and looked at it that way, and and, and that's kind of how and why, and so how much that answers is, the question. Too. Did it help you guys that you, uh, Machinima, because it's like, well, you know, everyone could release it on their own, and you're a celebrity and you have a name, and those guys have a reputation, but like, how much did Machinima help you guys? Uh, Do you think that made a difference? I don't. No. I don't. Um, I think that Machinima has an incredible gamer audience. Uh-huh. And I'm a gamer fan. Halo 2, Sergeant on the Field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Wilcox. And, uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, people playing uh, with you. Shout out to my Halo 2, my Halo family, just my Halo family. And my Halo 2 family, same thing. So anyway, yeah, I, um, I saw that. And I wanted to go play with a bunch of gamer kids. And I looked at all the various places we could launch Tainted Love. And I thought, I'd rather go do it with the gamer kids. Because they don't care. Because it's really all about gamers. So the ones that will come and watch are the ones we're going to pry themselves away from the game world for two seconds. And say whatever they think. That's the worst. You're going to get the most honest, gut real reaction ever. Will it mean anything in terms of Hollywood and views? I don't know. Who's to say what people's perception of it'll be? Mm-hmm. But from a fanboy perspective, there's no better place to drop this 
because these ain't the fanboys. These are the gamers. They're the haters. And I'm a gamer. We Look, when I come in and I see you jump and I bounce the hand grenade off the ground so it explodes in the air and takes out everybody <laughs> in the room, I'm just being nasty, okay? <laughs> when I jump from one side or the other and turn and zoom the sniper when I'm really in it and boom, blow your head off, oh my God, sweet Jesus. Did you see the calibrations <laughs> on the shot? Oh my goodness. You put me in a first-person shooter, there was a time I was a beast monster. I don't get to play like I used to play, but back then... Oh my God, Lord Jesus. We we come in to talk trash. Bring your A game, fool. So that's the whole it. fun of it. I yeah. we that's what the gamer world is supposed to do. And I love them because I love doing that and I wanted to hear what they had to say. And when I you know, we kinda got back a resounding, all right, this is dope. Uh-huh. Go, okay. Keep going. Keep going. You have our approval. I was like, I kinda wanted their approval because i was a gamer nerd and i didn't want to pretend they didn't exist and i knew they would come hate on me for real because i go on machinima all the time and i know half the stuff on machinima sometimes you just dislike it because you love it so much uh-huh. <laughs> just for the fun of it yo just nice. yeah just to be come on let's just yeah. having some fun sometimes you know so i mean i you know my trollando character is about my love of the haters because uh-huh. i think we are all both we're all lovers and we're all haters so if i'm a hate on somebody it may as well be me that's awesome. We're going to wrap it up. Oh, we got to wrap it up? She kicking yeah. me out? Okay. Story well, out. hopefully. Thank you uh, so much, Orlando. Dude, this was awesome. A lot of fun, it. brother. Thank fun. you. All right. Adam, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview. Thanks for listening to Proudly Resents. Make a comment or suggest a film at reachadam at mac.com. Or on our comment line. You ready? Get a pencil. <laughs> I'll wait. Okay, got one? Okay. 646 481 5476. Keep it clean and short. We might air it. Join us on Facebook or be old school and go to our website proudlyresents.com if you like the show put the episode up on your twitter facebook stumble upon dig you know all those things tell a friend i'm eddie pepitone and my twitter account is at eddie pepitone